1: Sliva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about creating versus finding value. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you on your project by putting up the money. So if you do yourself a favor. Go check them out. Website's www.pluminvestmentgroup.com. Happy Wednesday! Hey, Happy Wednesday! Did you want me to say Hump Day? No, nah, we nah. did the remix last time. Yeah, I got to got to holler a little bit this week so far. You haven't done that one, Hump Day, in a long time.
0: I thought I did it a few weeks ago. Oh, you do. You're just forgetting stuff. I mean, you're getting old and forgetful. Is that why I see lists everywhere around this house? I'm just a list person. <laughs> I got a list here. I got to brush my teeth, brush my hair, <laughs> take barefoot walk. Don't forget to add to the list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those sound about right.
0: <laughs> I double-check your list today. Yeah. Have,
1: three times a day, I double-check my list. Because uh, I'll have like a million things floating around in my head that need to get done. And if I can put them on paper, I feel like it releases space out of my brain. I
0: I get it. I get it. If I start to get kind of flustered and ram- boozled, bamboozled, whatever you want to say, I have, I have a list written down. Like I had... I just I have to go back to it, and I'm like, oh, cool. Then I go back, and I'm like, dang, I did some work today.
1: Yeah, that, I do like that part, too. I start every day by writing a list. I mean, because, you know, first thing in the morning, you're thinking about what do you got to do for the day, and then you've got 10,000 things. We'll put them, in, put them down, and then if you can check them off as the day goes, you feel, like you feel accomplished.
0: Yeah, throw in kids being home from school, wife tired of <laughs> dealing with the kids when you're trying to work. All kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. How busy are your kids with homeschool stuff? They, uh, so they get a packet once a week. My kids finish it in their first day, uh-huh. and then they have a class like nine to ten, and then one of the teachers sends a video, and so they, they we try to have them do something from about nine to about eleven every day. So are they loving it. They are they're getting to play with their friends. We're getting there, so we're in that weird age where they're getting to have independent time with friends. And so like yesterday, Jackson was a little upset about one of the friends didn't want to play what he wanted to play, or they were playing hard with swords, and then Jackson got hyper because they're in the house and. One of the kids told him to calm down, and then the other kid said, "Hey, I don't want to be. He's going crazy." And so, and <laughs> one of the kids told him to calm down, Pikachu. And then next thing I know, I've got two kids wanting to leave, and then one kid upset. Ah, so does he not like being called? Is that like a no? He likes Pikachu. Like he wants to go by Pika. Oh, okay, all right. But the guy took. He goes, He told me, calm down, Pikachu. And I said, well, did you calm down? I mean, he was hitting me hard with the sword. And I was like, dude, you can't cry about this sort of stuff. You, if your friends want to go home and play with themselves, go play by themselves, then you can't be. Well, they didn't want to do what I want to do. I was getting mad. Wow. You got to control your emotions. Yep. And, that's, and that's a secret of life that sometimes it takes a lot of us a long time to figure out. If we could figure out that early and just stay cool, calm, and collected this whole time, man, at an early age, you'd be loving life and... I just kind of feel, I just, well, I just felt really old right then. Like, you know, like, (laughs) oh, well, my daddy told me back in the day and I just didn't listen and now it's, here it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. (laughs) I get it. Interesting. That's all I was curious about. Yeah.
0: They are uh, enjoying it. They're getting to see a lot more stuff. They're getting to spend a lot of time outside. I can tell my kids have already got, you know, like sun on their cheeks and they're getting a little tan from being out riding their bikes because Jessica takes them usually on a six mile bike ride in the morning and then takes them again in the afternoon for another six miles. Mm. So they're getting some, they're getting some time in. Yeah, we've been going on walks at least twice a day. It's nothing else to do. Yeah, well, we just got the pool, uh, another round of propane so the pool can be heated again. Mm. So we'll be running on 85 degree water temperature in the pool. Should heat
1: up here in the... You probably wouldn't need that for more more than a month.
0: Well, it'll heat it up, but if it rains at all, it cools it down really quickly. Mm. So, But today's topic, creating versus finding value. Yep. Okay, that's an interesting topic. Where did it come from, Mr. Southey? you <laughs> I guess in the free planet yeah so we had a an interview we did with titanium investments and he made that comment and he said oh yeah you know creating versus finding the value and you know I thought that was really fitting is a really fitting comment for what we do as we go out and we send a ton of blind offers out and we get these leads back that we've qualified because they call back on our price that we offered and so you know we talk about exit strategies uh, do we owner finance do we subdivide it do we sell it as a cash flip and you have so many of these opportunities there and Most house flippers and wholesalers, things like that, they think of land guys as land developers because they're going to buy it. They're going to subdivide it, put roads in, or they're going to build on it, go from the ground up. And, you know, I started thinking about that in our context. You know, a lot of times the value that we find is stuff that we have, like paperwork we have to fix. An opportunity comes in and it's paperwork. You know, if you think about the type of deals that you have to do and you see this common through the different groups where somebody will go, Hey, um, wife reached out to me she's not on a deed with the husband and the husband's dead. What do I do? And you'll get, you always get the first guy that says, walk away. It's not worth your time. Then you'll get a couple other guys that have a clue and they go, Hey, what well, what state is it in? They start asking the, the right questions. You know, to me, that's, that's finding value. You know, we, we are going to fix a problem and that's going to
1: create a, a, an added value for that property. It's where your, it's where your money's made. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have been in the camp before. And I think it has to do with the, um, asset class, the price, right? Where if a headache would have come back, I would have just said, "Not forget it. There's so many more out there because there's definitely that, that price range where you get more offers back. But now where we're mailing the higher end stuff and mm-hmm. and it's one for 1500 mailers or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And people, the sellers have options. Mm-hmm. Well, to get these great deals and you have to create the value by putting in the work on those type of stuff. Well, you have to find the value there. The creating the value would yeah, be there. Yeah. Like- yeah. So, well, you're creating it by doing the paperwork, aren't you? Is that not what you're saying? No, because that that value you're having to find it. The creating would be,
0: you know, going in and subdividing it, so you're creating that value out of nowhere versus fixing a problem and, and finding that there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I take it, and I could be wrong, and that's why there's two opinions on this show, and it's not right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. It's just two two opinions there and, and looking at it. You know, it, you said something though that I want I to want to kind of expand on. You know, in a lot of states, they have a form that you could use that's not going to cost you anymore. It's just going to cost you one more page to record that will typically fix a lot of this stuff. And so it's like, oh, it's got to be the right margin because you're going to run it through title to fix it. But if you understand how to use like an affidavit or airship or something of that nature, you can, you know, for the extra $5 for that page to be recorded, fix this problem for them.
1: Yeah. I guess it's all depends on the person, right? What they're willing, what the investor, what they're willing to do,
0: what they're willing to learn.
1: Yeah. What they're willing to learn and do and put up with. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of money to be made just by learning those extra small little things, right? Yeah.
0: As we start to see more people get in that bottom niche, I think that you're going to have to figure out things like that, whether it's creating and by adding a road, creating that value and doing subdivides, or it's going to be fixing the paperwork and being able to bring a property that was previously thought to
1: be not marketable to be
0: able to make it marketable again.
1: Mm-hmm. I almost go back to the uh, how we just told them not to buy the what ifs, right? And like, uh-huh. what if I could just get a road there? Yeah. I mean, so I think there's going to kind of be a thin line between that. If you go into the, let's say creating value by subdividing mm-hmm. it, right? Well, let's make that the the plan going into it instead of getting a property back and saying, well, I can't make it work like this, but if I subdivide it, I can make it work. Okay. I see where you're trying to make that stretch. You see, I don't know if it's I, a stretch because yeah. we just told them not to buy the what is, but we're saying create value by doing, well, putting a road in.
0: Like what if I can get the neighbor to give me an easement is different than it has access. You're just cutting the driveway in
1: that's different well i want that's why i want to clarify yeah, that okay it. let's okay. clarify that okay yeah. we just told him today's or friday to say
0: yeah i mean that's uh, i, I kind of felt like that was a stretch or a play on words but maybe i'm maybe i'm missing that because you know it's like hey it's landlocked all i gotta do is let the neighbor give me an easement well that's different than it has access and you making sure there's a trail to get you onto the property
1: Go cut ahead. in there that's and, and that's i mean that's my personal opinion i mean no, i'm I think, not trying to argue with it yeah argue with it i'm just want to because of it does feel like you can you can say by getting a road there, you're creating a value. And I don't want people to take it that that's what yeah, we're
0: saying. So I, I'll put it in perspective kind of a, a ideal situation where I'm thinking this maybe this is what I think you're explaining. So I'm going to try to walk through it visually so somebody else can listen to it as well and, and try to make a thing. So we've gotten some property back in the Wachita National Forest. It was originally subdivided, had old logging roads on it that they're, it's okay for you to use them, but it's not really usable. They're not legal easements or access, but it's how you, it's ingress, egress is allowed on them, but they haven't been driven on it since 1990 by a car. So think about the mountain road we went and looked at. Now, would it, would it be worth it for us to go up there and take a, a scraper or a front end loader and go fill every one of those big nasty ruts that we saw to make that road there? <sighs> That's kind of <sighs> eh. Yeah. But if it was a written easement that allowed us to get there and it was like, say the, um, Haskell County property we have that's a thousand feet to get to the property. That's an easement they can get on. It's gated, but it's unlocked and it has that one mud hole. And we said, hey, we're just going to pick a bobcat and clean that one mud hole up. To me, those are kind of two different things, like two different extremes. Mm-hmm. So if we got to go seven miles up a mountain road and we got to get a brush cutter up there and cut all this brush just to get it, make it passable. I mean, that could be worth it, but you know, you're doing work on somebody else's property that probably shouldn't unless
1: you have written permission on. hmm I agree with you. I just wanted to make sure that we were not being confusing on that. Yeah. I think what you said is clear and, and that I agree with hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, man, how do you say this? Going into the property, knowing what your exit strategy could be, you have this, the most simple exit strategy, which is to buy it and sell it for more, make a profit. That to me is clean. Then when you say, Hey, well, we could add in two or three other exit strategies that make money too. So now we, we're looking at, so we could go in and say, okay, Hey, we bought this 40 acres in, well, just, since we've been talking Oklahoma, we'll just say 40 acres in Oklahoma. We could subdivide it down. It has access on a county road on two sides. We could subdivide it down into four tens. That's it. That's not a what if to me. We could still do it because we bought it cheap enough to sit by it as a 40, sell it as a 40. It meets all our acquisition requirements, but there is an option to do it this way. And we have four tens now. Now the price has shot way up because this area for 10 acres, uh, 10 acre properties, they average, you know, five or $6,000 an acre versus you know, the 500 bucks
1: an acre we paid for it. Mm-hmm. That's a great feeling, too, when you get those.
0: Uh, dude, we got one in Monte County. A guy came in and wholesaled, and it's uh, one of those type deals. It has access on two sides, and the the plan is just to sell it as is, but it has opportunity for multiple exit strategies. Monte
1: County, Texas? Yes, sir. And I, I mean, I know that's, like, close, but I can't picture it. Um, Nacona. Oh, Nacona. Oh, Sunset. No, yeah. Decatur.
0: Chico area, North yep. Of Chico. Yep, following up that way. You know that subdivision. On mm-hmm. the way to see Joe, your Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: going to see Joe. Joe's here in Fort Worth, so uh, we can... I was uh, hoping I'd come in. You'd have bleach blonde hair, handlebar mustache, and a mullet. Not yet, at least. There is a new episode coming out this week, I think.
0: Is it? I don't know when it
1: was going to be. Uh, I think so. That'll be exciting to see, although there's a bunch of trash coming out about him now, so... You're not happy about Joe no more? I mean, I always thought Joe was kind of a crackhead, right? But <laughs> but it, it was definitely fun and entertaining.
0: Yeah. So what, what do you think... Um, by fixing those problems, we can we can find the value there. By going out and getting out to these people that are just you know generational land that's just left, and now we're getting an offer into a hand of somebody that didn't know they could sell it and get cash, so now our offer is actually dollar bills to them versus just this junk piece of land that their
1: dad had or their grandma had and left it to them, and it cost them
0: taxes. So that's, I mean, to me, that's kind of creating value, too. Just the, the core of what we do and how we do it does that as well.
1: Yeah. I think I'm kind of confused on—you're asking— Are we creating value by by the by the way we buy property? Yeah, I kinda
0: asked that, but in a way told you
1: that's what we're doing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: that's why you're confused. Because I told you what I asked you to I told you what to answer what I asked. That's not a good thing for podcast school.
1: Okay. Agreed. (laughs) I'll just go. Agreed. Agreed. Casual Fridays Podcast School. Is that what you're yeah? We have a mini course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you want to start your own podcast, just give us a call and we'll get it up and running for you for only ten grand. Ten grand and a subscription fee of two fifty a month. Minus that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What else? You got? I mean, I think that's pretty good. I I definitely agree that there's ways that we should be doing it and ways that we should be making money and putting in that work and getting it done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed. All right. Well, let's call it right there then. Okay. All right. That's Wednesday, guys. As always, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Friday. See you guys.